Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work. They take care of our air conditioning. They do a great job. You can find out more and give them a call by calling, uh, going to the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. We'll find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. My wife, Linda, will be joining us for a segment as well later in the show. It is April the 26th, and on this day in 1954, the Salk polio vaccine field trials involving 1.8 million children began in Franklin Sherman Elementary School in McLean, Virginia, Children in the United States, Canada, and Finland participated in the trials, while used, which used for the first time the now standard double-blind method, whereby neither the patient nor attending doctor knew if the inoculation was a vaccine or a placebo. One year later, on April the 12th, 1955, researchers announced the vaccine was safe and effective, and it was quickly became a standard part of childhood immunizations in America. In the ensuing decades, polio vaccines would all but wipe out the highly contagious disease in western in the western hemisphere polio known officially as poliomyelitis is an infectious disease that existed since ancient times and is caused by a virus it occurs most commonly in children can be result in a paralysis the disease reached epidemic proportions during the first half of the 20th century during the 40s and 50s polio was associated with the iron lung a large metal tank designed to help polio victims suffering from respiratory paralysis and uh, to breathe. In fact, it was kind of a death sentence. Once you're in an iron lung, chances are you'd never get out of it. Although uh, there was a guy right here on the Paradise Coast who actually uh, had polio, was in an iron lung and got out. Amazing story. Separate story. President Franklin Roosevelt was diagnosed with polio in 1921 at the age of 39 and was left paralyzed from the waist down and forced to use leg braces and a wheelchair for the rest of his life. In 1938, Roosevelt helped found the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis, later renamed the March of Dimes. The organization was responsible for funding much of the research concerning the disease, including the Salk vaccine trials. The man behind the original vaccine was uh, New York-born physician and uh, epidemiologist Joseph Salk. Salk's work on the anti-influenza vaccine in the 40s, while at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, led him in 1952 at the University of Pittsburgh to develop the inactivated polio vaccine based on a kill virus strain of of the disease. The 1954 field trials that followed, the largest in U.S. history at the time, were led by Salk's former University of Michigan colleague, Dr. Thomas Francis, Jr. In the late 50s, Polish-born physician and virologist Albert Sabin uh, tested uh, an oral polio vaccine. 
he had created from a weakened live virus, the vaccine, easier to administer and cheaper to produce than Salks, became available for use in the America in the 1960s and eventually replaced Salks as the vaccine of choice in most countries. Today, polio has been eliminated throughout much of the world due to the vaccine. However, there's still no cure for the disease, and it persists in a small number of countries in Africa and in Asia. I remember the fear about, uh, and the, actually the fear of polio and the joy that the vaccine was available uh, in, our, in our lives earlier when I was six or seven years old. Amazing. Well, a new security office would be created to investigate claims of voter fraud, while increased penalties could be imposed on those violating state election laws under measures signed yesterday by Governor Ron DeSantis. The legislation was approved by the Republican-controlled state, House, and Senate in mostly party-line votes and marks the second straight year where DeSantis drove election changes through the legislature. Many of the top provisions of last year's law were struck down but are being appealed uh, in court and federal judge in, uh, through uh, the bill is going to sign, I'm to sign today really builds on the success we had last year. I think some of these things are really going to be significant, he said at a rally-like bill signing held in Spring Hill uh, last year, uh, the bill, including uh, limits on drop boxes used for mail-in ballots, giving food or water to voters waiting in line, and adding new requirements of voter registration groups. Tallahassee area uh, U.S. District Court Judge Mark Walker found the limits unconstitutionally and especially discriminatory towards minority voters. The state's, of course, appealing to the decision. DeSantis continued to highlight the measure's uh, provisions Monday, assuring that his supporters at the latest bill signing that we're going to win on appeal. The new approach uh, spends $3.7 million to add 15 Florida Department of State officials to accept hotline tips about potential ballot wrongdoing that would then be passed on to 10 Florida Department of Law Enforcement investigators for further examination. Third party uh, voter registration groups could also face fines that may climb as much as $50,000 up from a $1,000 current penalty for failing to submit voter registration application forms collected to election officials within a required two weeks. The bill also makes it a felony to collect and submit more than two vote-by-mail ballots on behalf of others, upping the penalty from a misdemeanor. DeSantis hailed the uh, step as another attack on what he calls ballot harvesting, a practice which many experts say is rare. <laughs> These, of course, uh, would be Democrats. In addition, the new Florida law requires election officials to update voter roll lists more frequently, making them an annual task while requiring the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles to give election officials a, a monthly list of people whose IDs show they are not U.S. citizens. Uh, we want to be uh, in a situation where everybody knows the rule, uh, where you can go to vote in person, you can vote absentee, but when you go, can't do is collect a bunch of ballots and dump them somewhere, Santa said. So it's a, it's a new bill. It's a great bill. Quite frankly, I think uh, voting in Florida has, before these bills, has been very secure, but it's now going to be even more secure. For those that choose to cheat, penalties are getting bigger, and that's a good thing. Do you remember when uh, Hillary Clinton referred to us as a basket of deplorables? I certainly do. Well, Charlie Crist has taken a page out of her playbook. Charlie Crist, you may remember him. He was the Republican governor here in uh, Florida. Chain gang Charlie, they called him because he was tough on crime. 
Well, he's no longer chain gang Charlie. He's a Democrat. He says DeSantis is trying to score political points with red meat, hard right, toothless crowd. (laughs) That's what he's calling us now. We're a red meat, hard right, toothless crowd. Chris is a former Republican governor turned Democrat, of course, who's been leading in primary polls against his rivals, uh, Freed and State Senator Annette Tadeo for the Democrat nomination for governor. He lost to Rick Scott in the race for senator. He served as a congressman from Sarasota. What a loser. Uh, he is in, right now leading uh, the primary for Democrats in the, in the polls. But uh, my goodness, what a disaster if he ended up governor. He is a chameleon. Well, Twitter's board of directors said Monday afternoon that it's accepted Tesla CEO, CEO uh, Elon Musk's $44 billion offer to buy the company, bringing an end to a weeks-long saga and ushering in a new era of social media platform. Musk, who said he wants to buy Twitter in order to restore the platform's adherence to free speech principles, will pay $54.20 per share for the company, which he vowed to take private. Uh, Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, he said in a statement. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential, and I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Ahead of the announcement, Twitter's board met on Monday to discuss Musk's proposal after shareholders warmed to the idea of a takeover. Reuters reported that earlier on Monday that Musk wooed investors with particulars of his proposal, which would initially uh, met with resistance from some of uh, the company's largest stakeholders. Bill, uh, The board, of course, adopted a poison pill, but he went right around that by going directly to shareholders. Musk's acquisition of Twitter has unnerved many of the site's more liberal users and, of course, employees, too, while it has energized pro-Republican voices who want the platform to reinstate, for example, President Donald Trump and others. Trump was banned from Twitter and other large social media companies for his role as president of the United States. They just didn't like him and didn't want him on Twitter. Well, uh, he says he's not going to rejoin Twitter. Yeah, which is, of course, his prerogative. He has this new tro- truth social uh, social platform, a networking platform that he's promoting. So I understand that. Uh, but if you just think about some of the things that Twitter did, for example, uh, Twitter uh, kicked you off the platform if they didn't like you. The most notable person you kicked off, of course, was President Trump. But there are many, many others who were kicked off. Users with hundreds of thousands of followers and users with thousands of followers were kicked off the platform because they were conservatives who loved America and President Trump. Trump, uh, Twitter also, management would censor individuals for days at a time when they shared something that the far-left management team at Twitter didn't like. And of course, uh, Linda had this happen. I'm gonna, she's going to try and get back on Twitter today, see if she's successful. Twitter used this tactic to keep uh, users from sharing what the management did not like and to scare them into complying into future interactions with the platform. Twitter also, the management shadow banned individual accounts and tweets it did not like. A conservative may tweet an amazing piece of information, but the tweet would be seen as a majority of other of followers because it wouldn't be seen because Twitter would block it from being shared broadly. Also, Twitter allowed bots on the site to push stories and manipulate the masses. 
And finally, Twitter allowed and promoted nasty commenters and gives, gives them priority in conservative tweet responses. So this is all going away right now with uh, Elon Musk's ownership. When President Trump would tweet sometimes all of the first 10 responses would be negative, Hillary paid for a group of nasty individuals to do this, and it was obvious Twitter gave them and people like them priority. So that's all going away. Uh, this, they brought this, them on, uh, this on themselves, quite frankly. If they'd been a fair platform and given everybody a voice, this would have never happened. And uh, uh, Elon Musk would not have bought the uh, company, but uh, he says he's not doing it for investment purposes. He's doing it because well, the town square should be available to everybody and everybody should have a voice. Who could believe the richest man on earth would end up bailing out free speech in America, but it's happening. Only hope that the results are as positive as I believe they can be, and really am grateful uh, from what I perceive to be a very strong and great move by Elon Musk. Well, a federal judge in Louisiana appointed by former President Donald Trump is expected to block President Joe Biden's plan to end Title 42 Public Health Authority at the United States-Mexico border. This is really good news. Weeks ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention announced that on May 23rd, the Biden administration would end Title 42. The authority was the first issued by Trump in 2020 and allowed federal immigration officials to quickly return illegal aliens to their native countries after being, having crossed the southern border. Soon uh, after the announcement, Arizona General uh, Mark Burnovich, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, and Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt filed a lawsuit arguing that ending Title 42 would place the undue burden on their states, and then the administration violated the Administrative Procedure Act in doing so. So uh, Judge Robert R. Summerhays granted a temporary restraining order it's likely to prevent Biden from ending Title 42 while it winds its way through federal courts, probably to the Supreme Court. So this is good news. Are you beginning to see what I'm seeing, which is the worm is turning, and we're getting to see some really good news. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, among other things, providing policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senator and future president of the Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. You know, I want to just visit with you about uh, last week and uh, just get your sense of uh, what was accomplished and uh, your thoughts. Well, the uh, gov- the governor had called a special session um, uh, for us to review the maps. As you know, sort of a little of the backstory, uh, the House and the Senate passed House maps, Senate maps that um, were approved, no no questions, no um, no lawsuits were filed. However, the congressional map that we passed, the governor indicated that he had concerns with it and that he was going to veto it. So he did, and then he called a special session for us to provide new maps and or a new map for the congressional districts. And uh, we worked very hard uh, for several weeks to to come up with a, a map that would be acceptable to him. And um, the discussion should be uh, about his philosophy, and it's an interesting uh, concept that I think you might be right in that when the voters passed the Fair Districts Amendment, um, amendment that was like over 10 years ago, they were, it, it, that amendment was never challenged in court. And uh, the governor's position is that that amendment flew in the face of the Federal Voting Rights Act and, and the U.S. Constitution. And so that was the reason that he vetoed the congressional map that we drafted because we uh, included the fair districts amendment requirements in that map and he said he felt that that was wrong and that the fair districts amendment is unconstitutional under federal under the u.s constitution so he wanted to test it and we are and so we passed a map that uh, complied with um, the u.s constitution and we feel it's defensible and uh, uh, of course, it's been challenged immediately. Of course. 
So that was the first thing. <laughs> well, congratulations uh, to you. The, the, the other thing that came up, of course, is the, the uh, Reedy District, I guess it's is. called, uh, the uh, special district for uh, Disneyland or Disney World has now been, uh, I guess it's going to be removed in 2023. Yeah. The, um, again, the, the story on that, which is, is, is kind of interesting in that when the legislature passed the parental rights bill, the Disney people in California started um, objecting to it. And most of the businesses in the state of Florida uh, basically said, look, that's not our call. That's political. We're only involved in, you know, running a business. And frankly, the Disney group in Florida did not, they were not the, the culprit, so to speak. So the California Disney people uh, started sending emails and, and letters and having a campaign against the bill. And unfortunately, the, uh, the CEO of Disney was caught in a bind. And, he, you know, he, uh, they made some statements that they shouldn't have. Um, they shouldn't get involved in politics. And so what happened was everybody started looking at Disney saying, well, why are they getting involved in politics? What's going on here? And then the... Um, it was brought to everyone's attention that the Reedy Creek Development District, it's a special district, hadn't been looked at in 50 years. Yeah. So the governor, uh, the governor expanded the call to suggest that we look at the Reedy Creek and, and all the districts that were formed prior to 1968 when the Florida Constitution uh, addressed special districts. So there were six of them, only six. And they basically are going to sunset um, next year unless we do something. Um, and I think there's been a lot of the misinformation uh, stating that um, if this district is dissolved, that the taxpayers of uh, Orlando are going to have to pick up all these debts. Well, that's not true because, yeah. the, and, and this is in the weeds a little bit, if the district's dissolved, then who picks it up? The two cities that are in the district, not the county. There are two cities. Mm -hmm. uh, one is Lake Bana Vista, and I don't know the, other, know the other one. They have about 50 people living in them because they're Disney cities. Yep. They're, they're the, the Magic Kingdom. They're, they're all the, uh, the theme parks. That's what's in the city. So Disney's going to be, is going to have to keep the debt and keep the expenses. They're going to be responsible no matter how you shake it out. So, um, I think it's it's all going to work out. I think it was uh, this is the governor saying, look, if you want to, you know, govern yourself, then you have to get out of politics, and and we'll see what happens with that. I know it's long winded, but that's the well. No, I, I think for that clarity, it, to me, it sounds like a wash. In other words, financially, yeah. Uh, uh, if if in fact they've only got twenty five people or so in the district, that they end up going to uh, end up paying. Uh, the cities for the services they're currently paying directly for at this point, and it's probably kind of a wash, isn't it? It is. Uh, that's that's what my take is, and those those residents are all Disney executives. <laughs> so, it's it's. Um, but but the but the, the the bottom line is that there's a lot of um, misinformation out there. I will say though that looking at the special district, it does have. Many powers that are that, that local governments or counties counties or cities do not have um, under you know Florida law. For example, <laughs> the, the the district the Breedy Creek district could put in a nuclear power plant without any kind of permit. It could um, frack if it wanted to. 
it could expand its boundaries uh, across, uh, outside of, of the district without any consent of the adjoining property owners. There's a lot of things that were put in there. Don't forget, this was 1950 or something, or sure. when it was, or 50 or 60 when it was formed back in the day when you know it was, you know, the only game in town. There was nothing there but but farm fields. So we do need to take a look at it and rein in some of the potential powers. Not that they're going to put a nuclear power plant, but we just we should probably take a look at it. So, well, yeah. so I think when it's all said and done, this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. Well, good, Kathleen. And you've got another session that's being called as well for to take a look yeah, at property insurance. property insurance. Uh, and maybe some other things. So we'll see. That'll be in a couple of weeks. Well, I can't. I must tell you, I, I'm just so pleased to see the the decisions that are made by the governor and by the state legislature. I'm so pleased for your leadership and what you're doing, Kathleen. So thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Morton, so we'll find out what's new with Boo. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a -a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com. Or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Now it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, good morning. It's another perfect 
day in Florida, and it makes me wonder about Earth Day, which happened last week. And Americans uh, feel very strongly about uh, how we're dealing with climate change, and 42% of Americans think that climate change should be the, the top priority for Biden and Congress. You're kidding. You 42%? No. Are you serious? 42% of adults. Well, now, you know, I've seen uh, polls that say, suggest people are saying they're concerned about, not number one, but concerned about climate change, but they're unwilling to invest or put money into uh, doing anything about it. Does, did your polls show that? No. Interesting. No. Well, you know, when Earth Day was first started, I think it was back in the 70s, you know what the big t- concern was? Global water? Global cooling. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. We've gone full circle. Yeah, I mean... Well, do you think it's all a bunch of hookum? Well, first of all, I mean, we should be concerned about the welfare of the, of the earth, and we need to be we need to be concerned about clean water and clean air. Those are real concerns. But the premise of climate change is, is that uh, carbon-based fuels are creating a problem on Earth, which is just absolutely has not been proven. It's just uh, it's a theory. It's not uh, scientifically. It hasn't been proven, and uh, carbon, car, you know, carbon dioxide is plant food. You know, we exhale carbon mm-hmm. dioxide, we take in oxygen. Uh, plants, through photosynthesis, take in carbon dioxide. They bring out, uh, uh, breathe out oxygen. So uh, that we've actually had uh, carbon dioxide level in the on the Earth has been seven times higher than it is right now, and it, all it does is make the Earth greener and more more fauna, and f- <laughs> it just makes it a better place to live. So this whole th- in my opinion, this whole thing is bunk. I'll be darned. Well, 46% of Americans say human activity contributes to climate change, such as burning fossil fuels. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a sur- survey that came out and they had th- a couple of questions. It says, uh, do you think it's possible uh, that uh, is it possible that, that uh, carbon-based uh, fuels can create a problem in the atmosphere. Is it possible that human behavior is creating a problem in, with global warming? Is it possible? That's the question. 97% of the people have replied, well, yeah, that's possible. Now, these are scientists that replied to it. Not all of them climate scientists, but uh, that that became an important survey to support all this uh, brouhaha about, uh, about climate change. So, uh, you know, Boo, I just, it's it's just... There's some special interests, of course, that are being served, uh, and uh, all glory to them. I'm, I'm glad they can get the support to do what they want to do. But how are we possibly, you know, you know what uh, fuels uh, these uh, Teslas and and uh, yes, I mean mm-hmm. co- electric cars. Yeah, coal does. <laughs> y- you plug them in, and and where do they get the energy to for to, when you plug it in? It's from coal plants. <laughs> so it's it's all nonsense. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, aren't isn't the United States trying to take steps to become carbon neutral by 2050? Yeah, they are. It's sort of around the corner. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, the real, what happens is this is all about transferring our wealth to, us, to other countries. It's, uh, it's all about this global movement, in my opinion. So it's all nonsense. I mean, we need to focus on what I think President Trump brought to us, which was making America great again. 
And uh, right now, we've seen a reduction in our level of carbon dioxide and what they what they're calling pollution in the last couple of years, much further, much more than any other country in the in the uh, world. And yet, uh, somehow, some way, we're supposed to pay for other countries to get this done. Well. You know, I think it's so complicated. Like, what about wind and solar power, alternative energy sources? Well, I mean, uh, I, th- I think uh, things like... Uh, you think they have a role in all of that, a positive role? Well, they could. I mean, I think it's something we should consider. But if you take a look at these uh, uh, windmills, uh, they mm-hmm. wear out in about 20 years, first of all. They're cutting up birds. They're killing birds like crazy. So uh, and then the the other thing is they they let off this they emit this sound that apparently oh, is creating yeah. metal problems for people that live close to them within miles of them. So uh, uh, you know there's a price to pay for it now. You know and of course uh, they want to build wind farms close to, uh, for example, uh, Martha's Vineyard and uh, <laughs> these places where rich people say no, not my not in my backyard. <laughs> So. Oh, yeah, right. Let everybody else do it. Well, I think I, they're putting a lot of them out in the water, too, yep. or big, open, empty fields. I don't know. I can't help you. Know, when you look at factories that are in India and China, and they're just spewing out all of this nasty stuff in the environment day in and day out, Years on end, you can't help but think, this can't be good. Well, see, Bo, Boo, here's the thing. Right now, we have technology in the United States to con- clean the contaminants and the particulates out of the air so that when we burn coal, it's clean. The, 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 what's emitted is, uh, is fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. In, in uh, China, they're having coal plants that don't use, they, they have sulfur and all kinds of things. They're going up in the atmosphere. It's creating smog. It's creating problems for breathing. So uh, they just don't hurt, currently have the, the uh, technology or not using the technology they could in order to clean their environment. Right. I don't know. I, I uh, as you said, it's complicated. There are a lot of special interest groups that uh, have a dog in this fight. Yeah. And um, uh, where there's money, there's um, different demands, different priorities. Well, now keep in mind, I mean, we we're supposed to, again, we're supposed to have an ice age <laughs> back in the 70s. Now it's global warming. If you recall, like a, about seven years ago, all the ice caps are going to melt. We, this, we heard this from uh, the former vice president of the United States. I've forgotten his name now. What's his name? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, yeah, Biden. No, I'm talking about uh, the, the guy that... Uh, the the puffed up guy from Tennessee, the, the blowhard. You remember his name? No, anyhow, no. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. He he made the film of uh, about uh, all the polar bears dying and everything. Well, we've had a proliferation of polar Carrie? bears. What's his name? No, not Carrie? not Carrie. Uh, well, now I'm gonna obsess about this. I'll, I'll remember it in a second. But the point is, he was vice president of the United States, and uh, he ran for president. He's the guy that lost to George Bush. And where they had the hanging chads in Florida, ring a bell. Oh gosh! Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> it's too early. I need more coffee. Well, that's that right, it, it, Boo. You know what? It just doesn't matter. But the point is, as a result of all this, this guy is extremely rich right now. He's gotten rich on this this entire movement, and uh, it's just doing absolutely no good, in my opinion, 
for the environment, uh, all this stuff. And so then I'll propose postponing. They say, well, it's, it didn't happen seven years ago like it was supposed to, but it's going to happen soon. And uh, the end is coming. There's nothing we can do about it, is <laughs> what, what they're saying. And uh, it's just all nonsense. Well, Al Gore. Al Gore is the guy. Thank you. He's the guy that made that yeah. movie uh, a, a un, 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 uh comfortable truth or something like that but right as he's flying around the country in a big private jet that's right boo so you know thanks for asking but in my opinion it's it's just a theory and it's just like all theories like all premises it should be investigated and uh, but so far there's been no proof that carbon dioxide or carbon-based fuels are going to destroy the planet or uh cow flatulation for that matter <laughs> That's another one. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> I forgot about that. God, we're, we ought to kill all the cows. <laughs> yeah. Boo, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, building a 44,000 square foot 
Performing Arts Center in downtown Naples and also bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best, the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Modley, the founder and president of Les Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Thank you, Seton. Tell us about Les Government. Well, we just produce a size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and very few people do. Yeah, but it's a big task, and I'm glad you're fighting the battle, Seton. <laughs> So you wrote a great column. We need, uh, really need to stop letting third world California set national policy, which is exactly what they've been doing for years. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, it's it's a combination of factors that, that have allowed them to do this. Um, of course, they're a third world country. They have been for years. Um, you have a very rich upper one percent, you know, one tenth of one percent in Hollywood and, and of course the Silicon Valley. And they've they've mass imported a, an underclass, a, a a lower class that that doesn't. It's uh, it's 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 poverty. It's poverty in you know incarnate in in the vast majority of people. And of course, the middle class has spent the last decades, a couple decades, and now really accelerated. The middle class is just leaving the state, and that's what yeah. happens in a third world country. You have a very wealthy you know, fraction of 1%, and then everybody else is very poor. And there's no stratification between them. Um, that's why I always say that the wealth gap is only as big or as small. I'm sorry, my phone keeps coming on. Um, the wealth gap is only as big or as small as, gov- as government is. And their government is so huge, uh, it's, it's driven a wedge between the upper one-tenth of 1% and everybody else. Yep. Um, well, because of this, they're now a uniparty state. They, it's Democrats that have run the place for decades, which is why it's a disaster. But what happens is, you know, the, we talk about GDP, gross domestic product, and that's not, that's not an accurate reflection of the health of an economy. No. Nope. If you bring in a third-world immigrant with a third-grade education and he makes $20,000 a year, you've increased your GDP by $20,000. However... They're taking, in California for sure, way more than that in government money. Right. So even though you've increased the GDP, it's a net negative for the state, for the economy. Right. And it's GDP per capita that you want to look at. Um, how much each person is earning as a, as a portion of their, as a representation of, their, of the population. Um, so their GDP is huge. It's the fifth largest country in the world all by itself. Right. But again, this is artificially inflated by this mass influx of very poor people. So what happens is we have, we have a dysfunctional D.C. that can't pass anything. Um, they have not passed a single Internet-based law basically since 1996. Um, 1998, excuse me, the Communications Decency Act, which, by the way, almost got entirely ripped up and thrown out by, by the Supreme Court 40 seconds after it was passed, except for Section 230. That still exists. The only thing that exists is a big benefit to big tech. Right. Um, that's the only law that's passed and stayed on the books in the last almost three decades. So what happens is, and this happens all over the place, you just saw Joe Biden uh, basically defer back to letting California set national emission standards for cars. Right. The way they do this is their economy is so big. If they're doing stuff that's different from the federal government, the 
manufacturers of everything have to make two products, one for California and one for the rest of the country. And they can do this with, with non-manufactured goods, too. When, when, when Congress doesn't pass a net neutrality law, it's because the American people don't want a net neutrality law. Right. But Dem- overwhelmingly Democrat California does. Hmm. So they pass a ridiculously hardcore net neutrality law. And so the Internet providers go to court and say, this is an international policy portfolio. It's the World Wide Web. You can't have individual states having their own Internet policies because it's going to be a complete mess when you try to pull them all together and come up with some sort of coherent national policy to go interact with the rest of the world. Right. Well, now the courts are screwing it up. And they ruled that California's net neutrality law could stand, even though, because of obvious commerce clause and federalism issues, no state should be passing Internet laws. All right. So the court said the California net neutrality law can stand. Well, the ISPs asked 29 judges on the Ninth Circuit to, to please look at this, and all 29 said no. Huh. So now we have the court's again, deferring to Third World California on what national Internet policy should be. And, of course, the hypocrisy on this at the federal level is glaring. You have uh, the the Biden administration chastising uh, border states for enforcing immigration laws, saying that's the purview of the federal government. The states should not be involved in Internet, in in, uh, immigration policy. That's a federal policy. Right. Well, so's the internet. Where's Biden? Where's the Biden administration chastising California for screwing up uh, federalism and the Commerce Clause and their own negotiations? By the way, their negotiations with the world on making sure our internet works with the rest of the world. Yeah. So they have a proclivity to go along with California anyhow because they've adopted a policy that's favorable. And, to- and, again, I've written about this many times. The, the 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 selective application by the left of federalism versus states' rights versus all this depends on whatever grows government, they'll, they're for. Yep. Uh, California's growing government, so they'll defer. Texas is enforcing immigration law. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a federal <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. Can't do that. Oh, the, the California net neutrality law is growing government? Hey, we're all for it. Hey, but let me... Um, you know, but the worm is turn, turning a little bit. I, I'm encouraged by the news of Elon Musk's move to, to purchase uh, Twitter. Uh, I think that's very self-serving by Elon Musk. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we got to do a you segment on that 40, next time, you then. Spe- you don't spend $44 billion out of, a, out of a feeling of charity. No, of course not. But uh, it, uh, you don't do it out of charity. But any, you know what? It could turn out to be a great investment anyhow, not that he's in it for the money. But uh, I wish we had more time to discuss that. Maybe next time, uh, Seton, we can talk, right. uh, talk about that. I really appreciate Again, lessgovernment.org is the website. Less Government uh, is also on Facebook. You can find Less Government on Facebook as well. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, and again, the name of that column is We Really Need to Stop Letting Third World California Set National Policy. Coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. That's right, she's my wife. She's also extremely well-informed of what's happening around the world and right here on the Paradise Coast. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're bringing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Linda Harden. That's right. She's my wife, but she's also extremely well-informed of what's happening around the globe. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Another great day in the free state of Florida. Uh, Florida. So many good things happening here in Florida. Mainly, it's free and and wants to remain free. I don't know if you saw that... uh, uh, Charlie Crist is running for governor, of course, Ooh. on the <laughs> Democrat ticket. Charlie Chameleon, but he uh, referred to us as a uh, DeSantis uh, throwing meat, red meat, to the toothless. Uh, forgotten exactly what the quote he's was. Just, he's just such a he's such a pathetic creature. I'm sorry. He's he he of course chain gang Charlie. He he was a governor of Florida. He decided not to run for a second term. Rick Scott uh, won. Uh, Charlie Chris decided to run against uh, Scott as a uh, United States senator and uh, lost. By the way, he's changed parties a couple times, hasn't yes, he? Yes, he has. He, says the, he said the Republican Party left him. He didn't oh, leave the party. <laughs> <laughs> so a, did his wife, and so did a bunch of other things leave poor Charlie Chris. So. Yeah, so anyhow, that's, but that's a story of Charlie Chris. So what's on your mind? Well, there's a lot on my mind today because the news, there is just so... Um, on, I like to watch Steve Bannon, as you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes Steve Bannon is just, he says, there's 10 years worth of news in like one week. Uh, it, the, the velocity of news is just going faster and oh, faster. My goodness. And, and um, by the way, we didn't even talk off air about this, but 
Hillary Clinton is, is and the Clinton Foundation um, and the Durham report is all coming into question now. I mean, Clintons have to be very, very worried. Right they are extremely this. worried. I mean, everybody is a, a, a claiming the Fifth Amendment. I mean, they're... Oh, and, and by the way, Hillary Clinton has got to be absolutely horrified that Twitter has been sold to Elon Musk because, the. I mean, I was just reading my devotions and, and it's just like the evil people don't, they love the darkness and when light starts shining on them, all their all their evil is exposed. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And, it, and it's so true because um, now that Elon Musk is actually calling for free speech, all the evil people are just running around with their hair on fire going, no, stop it, stop it, stop it. So, but, you know, I, I just really, I have very high expectations for what's going to happen with Twitter. I know that they're very uh, verklept about the whole notion, and I'm talking about the employees. It's a cultural change. I mean, they, they love Twitter the way it was. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of people who are very upset about it. But I think Elon Musk is going to bring very positive change to what he's calling the town square, which is Twitter, and allowing free speech and having people come back to the platform. Although uh, Donald Trump says, you know what, I'm not going to come back to Twitter. Well, it, it I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, Donald Trump has his own... Yeah, true social. True what, do you, social. what do you think of true social? True social is just exploding, and let me tell you why. Um, as you know, not only Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube has been—they've been fast forwarding all their censoring as fast as they can, as they can. And and why are they censoring? Because they don't want people to see the truth. The truth, right? So, um, and they did it to Parler when Parler was was in competition with Twitter, right? They, they pulled out the, the cloud from them that they just destroyed. And I, quite frankly, haven't gone on to Parler. It still exists. Yep. Um, Candace Owens' husband, by the way, is running it. Huh. Uh, but but uh, Truth Social um, has now, t- I, I don't know the technical terms, but they, they have now joined the cloud of Rumble. Rumble has taken the place uh, of... YouTube in a very big way. Yeah. All their videos are bigger, better, and it's just, that's exploding. So now all the people that were waiting, and there was a big, big influx of people who wanted to get on Truth Social, and they couldn't because they were trying to do it slowly, um, eliminate the bots, uh, uh, try to make it so so it was it was pure and clean. But now that they've got it on Rumble, all the people that were in the backlog, there was like 2 million people. There were mm-hmm. 2 million people in the backlog to try and get on Truth Social. Boom, they all got on last weekend. Uh, I just got notif- notification that I can get on to Truth Social. There so, you go. Yeah, uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. Although, the, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, maybe you can give me some help later, but uh, it says that you have to do it on your iPhone. You can't do it on your computer. Is that true? Well, I don't know that. I've got it on my iPad and, and my iPhone. I've not, I'm, yeah, I'm not so, trying. So, well, anyhow, I, I'm... But it's an app. I mean, you should. But but anyway, as, as long as you're on, yeah. that's huge. And what's so fun about it is that... Um, and by the way, I'm going to try and get back on Twitter later because, as you know, I have been banned from Twitter. No, along with Charlie Kirk and just... A, Twice. And... and uh, uh, just a number well, of people. Well, Steve Bannon, all these people have been banned. Uh, um they're gonna all going to be welcome back if, it, if, in fact, Elon Musk is true to his word. But who needs him when we've got Truth Social? Yeah. And, and what's, so, what's so fun about Truth Social is that I'm seeing uh, all, the, all the great people that I used to follow on Twitter are on Truth Social. So it's like a big happy family again. Although 
there are two people that I want on True Social that are not there yet. And you know who they are? No. James Woods and Randy Quaid. Who was that? Who was that guy, the baseball player that used to be on the? I don't know. I was just. I was just gonna. Uh, Kansas to think City. Of that. He played for Kansas City in Boston. The guy. It, what his tweets are just hilarious and very right on. Oh, I'm a, it's. So he played outfield for the uh, for the Red Sox when they won the national pennant or won the uh, World we'll, Series. We'll think of it. But yeah. uh, but he had some of the most. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Straightforward uh, tweets. And so I'm going to try and see if I can get back on. Apparently a lot of people are getting back on. So for, for, uh, for people that aren't, aren't, don't use social media, I mean, it is a great source. So you end up coming up with stuff that I never see, and it's because people are sharing out there. And uh, are... Well, Jack Posobiec is one that he's still on Twitter. And, and, and I've, I'm, he's, he's, the, a, he's the editor of uh, human, uh, human Events. Human Events. Um, but he is, I get all my news. All my news hmm. from social media, and um, right now I'm getting I get most of it from Telegram. So I'm on all all the social media. I'm on I'm on Getter. I'm on um, True Social. I'm on Telegram. I'm on Gab. Um, so all the people I follow are on one of those. Yeah. Um, except for James Woods and. and yeah, I must admit, I need I need some help on social media. I just post my shows. I really don't do any kind of interaction with folks. I'm telling you, the news, these people on Telegram, and they're they're on True Social now too. So it's almost you know that Carly that comes up with all the great news and stuff. That that young woman, she's on on right on huh? all the time. I mean, she gets news before any of the networks do. It's so amazing. So does Jack Posobiec. He is on top of. Everything. Yeah. So I get all my news from from social media. I don't pay any attention to to Fox. Fox is um, Fox has got its own issues. But uh, thank God for Tucker Carlson. Well, but. thank God for uh, Elon Musk for opening this up. I think it uh, <laughs> it's just so fun to see that a rich guy is basically saying, "I don't like the way you're doing things, so I'm going to buy you." Oh, and, and, by, and by the way, um, now they're talking about maybe he will move the whole. By the way, nobody at Twitter has been at work. They've all been working virtually. They're all worried about their jobs, even though Elon Musk is saying, don't worry right now. I would not. I would be worried, worried, worried. And now they're saying, wait, he moved Tesla down to um, Texas. Texas. Maybe he'll move Twitter to Texas. They're going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I can't wait. I can't wait till um, more well, heads explode about this. Piece. Well, I must say, I've, I've, gone, I've been in the corporate world, and when, when changes are made, it is unsettling. So I do feel for these people because their whole corporate cor- uh, Corporate culture is being turned upside down. All their corporate down. culture has been to, to try. By the way, their sole purpose yep. has been to censor. Yep. And, and 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 let me let's just talk for a second about what they did in addition to these other. Oh, uh, they, how about the Hunter Biden stuff well, and the laptop and they, Bobulinski and they all fooled, that? They fooled with a presidential election. election. That's exactly right. Well, there should be a price to pay for that, Linda. Well, by the way, it's a, it's. I mean, it's against the law, yeah. a. And by the way, their their assets should be seized because if you do stuff like that, I mean, look at look at Mark Zuckerberg putting over four hundred million dollars to to try and sway the election. Then then um, Twitter uh, uh, banned uh, the New York Post from that Hunter Biden story. Yeah, I I just don't see our current Attorney General doing anything about it, though. Unfortunately, well, but but you're right. I mean, I I know you're right. But the but the light but the light is exposing this. Let's let's just talk. Briefly, because I wanted to mention this in case anyone, people don't know. Um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are really um, in deep trouble. Uh, Kamala 
Harris just lost her chief of staff. So now there's 13 people that have gone out of her office. Joe Biden is a train wreck, and he, he shows that every single day. Let's see what happens, because the Democrats are in a world of hurt right now. And oh, by the way, did you know that Nancy Pelosi was going to appear on some sort of transgender TV show? That'll well, help. Good for her. That'll help. <laughs> Linda, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, the chairman of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Hey, and if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We'd really appreciate it, and so would our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.